and welcome to Cabin Boy Minute, Minute 62. In this minute, we learn how to charm a six-armed goddess and the effects of properly cleaned pipes. Get ready to set sail on Cabin Boy Minute, Minute 62. Boy, minute, minute, sixty-two. Ooh, sixty-two. So Nathaniel is amidst his answer of answering the question: What are the seven contradictions of Zaripa, watcher of the equator? And he shared in the last minute that he used to know this, or some derivation thereof. Oh, I knew this one. So he's still being tormented by, I guess, the fact that he forgot the answer to this one. Mm-hmm. Oh, forget it. Uh, you really, this one, you got me completely stumped on. I'm sorry. Does it have something to do with the metric system? Well, the metric system mm-hmm. succeeded the decimalized system based on the meter which was introduced in France in the 1790s. I mean, its official name is, well, in English, the International System of Units, or the Systeme Internationale, or SI. And what's special about it is each of the fundamental dimensions of nature are expressed by a single base unit of measure. And these single base units of measure, they really give a uh, try, at least, to use natural principles to define those base units rather than copies of physical artifacts like the general size of a foot or the average number of feet a Roman soldier can walk in an hour, that kind of thing. Exactly. There are seven basic units that make up the international system of units. They are the meter, which is for length, the kilogram for mass, the second for time, the ampere for electric current, Kelvin for temperature, the mole for the amount of a substance, and the candela, which measures luminous intensity. It's a good one. Yes. As far as systems go. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, the United States is one of only three countries Myanmar and Liberia being the other two that have not adopted the metric system. I pulled the the initial event that caused us to not adopt it in the beginning. So in 1799, France adopts a precursor of the SI uh, system, international system of units, using the kilogram and the meter. The way they were measuring the meter is that the meter was defined as one ten millionth of the distance between the North Pole and the equator. But wait right there. Don't you see the significance of what you just said? I know what the significance is of the rest of the story I was going to tell. But what do you see in what I said? This answer that Nathaniel gave was in response to what are the seven contradictions of Zaripa, watcher of the equator? And And his reply was... Doesn't it have something to do with the metric system? And I would argue 
that, yes, it does have something to do with the metric system because the meter was originally defined to be one ten millionth of the distance between the North Pole and the equator. It's all connected, man. It, it does have something to do with it. Does. Go on. So, this system was rejected by the U.S. and England because they couldn't agree whether or not the meter would be measured through London New York or Paris. And so then France went ahead on its own, measured the meter through Paris, and that led to the bifurcation of the metric system and the imperial system that we have today. That one silly thing has led us to this point. It just so confirms even the the route that I was going to go down. You know, it's this hard-headed fucking, this is the way that I do things, and if you're not going to yield to me, then fuck you. And even if it's stupid and doesn't make any sense, I'm just going to continue going down this fucking road because of spite. And that that's the way that this fucking world works. And it's sickening. And I, I, I do think that doing something, a simple thing like converting the United States to a science based fucking system for science makes a whole fuckload of sense, even if you can't sit and make all these arguments about, you know, yeah, I mean, the classic arguments are always like, well, it helps us to communicate with others and other nations, and it helps us to have a more scientifically literate population and all this shit, which is all true. But fundamentally, it's the fucking mentality that's wrong. If we can't do something simple, like fucking change numbers to be a, a better, more efficient way of communicating science to each other. How the fuck are we going to solve a complicated problem like climate change? Because you're already conceding to the fact that you don't give a fuck and you're not going to listen to fucking anybody but your own fucking self and whatever bullshit misconception, preconceptions you have and you cannot evolve because you don't care because that's not the way it used to be or in fucking 1799 some motherfucker said that it, the line couldn't be drawn through New York and so fuck the rest of you and fuck generations to come it's it's just it's sickening but on a positive note i, I think this is a cause worth getting behind but it's it's more important than just changing the metric system it's just by fucking making a statement of like it's it's important it's important to try and like advance thinking in, in simple ways that's how we can move forward we're a society that we're just not ready to make that change we're not we ready have, to make that change we yet. have to i reject it we don't have to we've survived this long it. we don't People, have to anything we've survived this yeah. long by polluting our earth and, and all these other various things mm -hmm. and it's just stupid we got to evolve it's time and even hearing that story about Grant in 1799, it's like, you fucking kidding me? Like 200 fucking years of just out-and-out out spite? <laughs> but do, do you agree that just the mere sentiment, that it's a tangible thing that we could actually do and achieve in theory? And the sentiment and kind of the mentality behind that in an ideal world or even a less-than-ideal world could conceivably... You know, just start pushing things in the right direction. Like, oh, we're going to start caring about whether it's truth or science or try to do things better. Oh, yeah. Well, in uh, 
Popular Sciences, September 2003 edition, mm. the NIST listed as the worst job in science was a metric system advocate. <laughs> I could see that. <laughs> there is an association known as the U.S. Metric Association, uh, which, again, lists a lot of these arguments and stuff. I, I believe it all starts here. I believe that there's, unless we can make this simple, tangible change, there's no hope. Shall we uh, donate the proceeds from this episode to the U.S. Metric Association? Yes. Scott, yep. can you uh, work out the accounting for what they would be entitled to? Have we set up the Captain Boy Minute LLC yet? Not yet. We'll have to get on that first. Okay, cool. <laughs> I'm sure they're going to be excited when they get their 17 cents. <laughs> Every little bit helps. So, kind of like our donation to the U.S. metric system, Callie, response to Nathaniel. Oh, forget it. This is a waste of time. Waves her hands down, and uh, we got a quick shot of Nathaniel looking back at her, kind of wondering, wondering what she's going to say next. Come over here, honey. You've managed to charm me with your moronic innocence. Beckons Nathaniel forward with her. Her many hands. So Nathaniel replies, oh, great. Well, you know what I always say? It pays to be yourself. Um, so we do hear the record scratch. The discs are called vinyls because they're made out of PVC, which is polyvinyl chloride. Mm. You may have pipes made of PVC. There are three main parts of the record player. The needle, mm. which is what actually hits the record and makes the screechy sound. She moves the cantilever, which is the neck piece of the tone arm, I believe. And then there's a cartridge inside the tone arm that the needle goes into. All right, so she changes the, uh, the record. And here is what I have for the lyrics of this song. And as we'll learn in the screenplay, the screenplay says it's a Barry White song. But from my studious research in trying to find this actual song, it does not appear to be an actual, like, recorded, released song from elsewhere. There are no credits for Barry White or anybody else for this song in the credits. And it does sound a lot like a Barry White song. So it leads me to believe that it was a song made in the spirit of Barry White but not an actual Barry White song because they, you know, either couldn't afford or didn't want to pay for the credits. Although I feel I did a pretty good job of decoding the lyrics to this Barry White-esque song. I am curious to hear what you have. So this is what I have. Lyrics go, oh baby, oh baby, you really are the one for me. Your love, your love, your sweet, sweet love. When you put your arms around me, all my care vanishes. The more you give me, the more I want. You got me saying baby, baby. And when you try to put these lyrics in, surprisingly enough, you do get Barry White. And it's like, can't get enough of your love, where he says that, like, put your arms around me. So, I, I, again, it's a call out to Barry White. 
Yes, it is. So, I mean, the only question then is, you know, who did the recording? Who's the voice? Right. Is it Bartek? Was that Chris? Adam. So Nathaniel gives us the line, it pays to be yourself. Does he always say that? Yeah, I feel like it's just one of those things you kind of say that you don't really mean. Hmm. So wrap it up. Nathaniel climbs up onto the bed with a, oh, uh, while the Not Very White song plays in the background. And then uh, <laughs> we get Callie. Come on. We got to finish before my husband Mulligan comes home. So did Nathaniel know at this point that she was married? And did it uh, matter in any way, shape, or form to him? No and no. Uh. Yeah. There's no reaction. No reaction. Really. Other than he's narrow-mindedly focused. You know, he's got one thing on his agenda, and there's nothing stopping him from getting there. Yeah. I don't believe she's wearing a wedding ring either. You can only see two of the hands <laughs> in the gym. <laughs> Which yeah. hand uh, traditionally is it worn on? <laughs> the third left hand. <laughs> um... So Nathaniel starts kissing her hands. Okay, one down, five to go. This could take all night. First kisses a puppet hand. (laughs) How did it feel, Chris? Tell us. Callie takes her foot and uses it to control the dimmer switch for the lights that kind of turn down and then turn red Mm -hmm. uh, quickly. In 1896, Granville Woods patented the safety dimmer, which greatly reduced energy. Granville Woods was the first African-American mechanical and electrical engineer after the Civil War. And in 2008, the corners of Mermaid Avenue and Stillwell Avenue in Brooklyn, uh, right by Coney Island there, were renamed Granville Taylor Way. Uh, for his contributions to uh, inventions regarding the electric railway and trolleys. Good to know. Um, Another thing that, for your information, the red light that comes on. Mm. You might question why the color red. Why not blue? Why not mauve? Uh, Red has been shown to increase sexual attraction in both men and women. Uh, It appears to cause men to perceive women as more sexually receptive and women to perceive men as of a higher status, both of which drive sexual attraction. Uh, It's believed that this is both culturally conditioned and an evolutionary response to malian displays of dominance and sexual preparedness. Blushing of the cheeks when somebody's excited, or like when a baboon is showing its big red ass, means that they're uh, the one on top and they're ready to rock. So the lights go down. We got an O from Nathaniel. I believe there's a squeal at this point. When does he, because I don't see it, and I don't think he does, unzipper? I don't think we see that part. I think that part happens. They're just getting into it a little bit and fooling around right now. Yeah. yeah we're not. The, there's no. There. This is just. This is foreplay. We get a, a E. Oh, geez. That's different, isn't it? Uh-huh. As uh, we have a shot looking down over Callie's shoulder at Nathaniel's face. And then we fade to black. Mm. But that, we fade into a shot of the cave entrance. Heroic music. Would that be the right description of what we hear here? The kind of trumpets and the drums and all that? 
I will tell you it's listed in the screenplay as triumphant choral music. Triumphant. Well, there's no choral action, but it's definitely triumphant. Yeah. Uh, Nathaniel steps out of the cave, his shirt's tucked in, his chest partially bared. He's looking much more masculine. And uh, we get the iconic, iconic line. These pipes are clean. His shirt is also a different shirt. His shirt is nearly bright white. If you go back and reflect the two scenes, his shirt's dirty in the first and white in the second. Yeah, so she washed his clothes too. Yeah, she did his laundry. It's part of the process. I mean, look, she's got six hands, so she can do a whole lot all at once. Yeah, we don't know what happened. How long he was in there. I did want to bring up just uh, the the sex scene there. Uh, what what I am going to deem a subtle shout out to Kenny. Um, mm-hmm. Oh yeah. If you look carefully, you can see the bottom of Nathaniel's shoes, the soles of his shoes, and what I determined to be a little piece of gum stuck on the uh, left heel. Really? That's right. Oh, breaking news. <laughs> In the screenplay, mm. one of Callie's arms reaches over and turns out the lamp. In the darkness, we hear Nathaniel make a couple of strange groans. The outside of the cave, a little later, we hear a low timpani. Suddenly, Nathaniel emerges from the cave. He looks tanned, muscular, and confident. There is triumphant choral music as he stands proudly with the sun behind him. Interior, Callie's lair. Callie lays alone in bed with a cigarette in each hand. She looks serene. So the real takeaway, breaking news, these pipes are clean, not in the screenplay. Mm. Who wins the scene? Nathaniel. I also have Nathaniel. You got to tell us his pipes are clean. Yeah, I think he nails this. He's yeah. got some really great lines. Agreed. Nathaniel. He's just funny. Calls to action. I had a cabin boy system of measurement. You know, <laughs> the only thing I wrote down was two skunks equal one big teddy. But I feel like we can really expand on this. You know, it doesn't it doesn't necessarily have to be my one thought there, but gen- generally speaking, a whole new system of measurement, like a universal one that we can all agree upon based on the movie Cabin Boy. I like it. You go you go in a complete different way. Like not only does our current system like suck and not make any sense, we're gonna make it even worse, and everybody's gonna come <laughs> on board. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a way to go. <laughs> it's a way to go. Maybe it's like used to measure like the most useless shit. Like you can't even you can't even like measure the length of something. It's just like aggravation. <laughs> <laughs> how much how much is one chalky worth? <laughs> There's something here. Yeah. <laughs> when when we have our like cabin boy online <laughs> store. We'll like charge people in like units based on this this system of measurement, so they have no idea what it costs. We have no idea what to charge them. Um, well, we could use your new measurement system to help judge the uh, these pipes are clean contest. 
which is a, it's like a climbing yodeling competition where you get, you go to different, um, you go to different places around the world where they have caves and cliffs and the contestants have to climb the cliff to the cave. And when they get up there, they have to give their, these pipes are clean call. Ah. And they get scored both on the speed at which they ascend the cave, they ascend the cliff to get to the cave, and then the quality of their these pipes are clean calls or whatever. I like it. I'll add something else. Yeah, they have to get up there as fast, they have to yodel, and then you have like a plumbing challenge for them as well, where they literally have to clean pipes. <laughs> In the cave, there's like a whole thing set up. <laughs> they, do, they do the yell and then they grab like plumbers like belt <laughs> in there. Fuck. It's like this is such bullshit. It's like sprayed all over the place. <laughs> oh, I got the toilet. God damn it. Um so my calls to action. Uh I thought it's due time that we start the work of grafting four additional arms to one of us like oh. as long as they work like i don't want like useless well, appendages attached to me it's going to be a process scott i'm not going to lie i mean we we're at the nation stages of this so yeah. eventually yes <laughs> eventually well, uh, i mean i need more arms you know we can add this to our meeting with alterian uh-huh. <laughs> as we discuss all things cabin boy you're like, all right, so we're going to need, we want to attach Kelly's arms to Scott, but make them a permanent part of his body and something that he can control, ideally with his mind. Although I guess if he has to, like, you know, use like a little set of switches or something. Foot, foot brain foot. Brain foot <laughs> with his foot. <laughs> little set of pads under his toes. Big and of course, of course, the new, <laughs> the new hands need to be all thumbs. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> This is where it really comes together. <laughs> All right, guys, here's our pitch. <laughs> and then, and then we're gonna send him into the mountains, and he has to run up a cliff and yell, "These pipes are clean!" And then he has to use his thumb hands, six hands, to clean the pipes to win the challenge. Uh, anything for the Cabin Boy product line? Here we can have a. Uh... Callie sex book, book of sexual advice written by Callie. Is it for her partner or for her? I guess what I'm getting at is, is it written from the perspective of a six-armed being or can a two-armed person do it? It's written from the perspective of a six-armed being or someone with two arms. There's a bonus chapter which includes advice for when you get additional arms. The bonus chapter gives you a taste of what would be advised if you were a six-hour person, and it's also a place to advertise for the company that will give you additional arms. So it's like a teaser that leads you into purchasing additional arms, and then you can get the full six-arm for six-arm. That's great for the product line. I also thought uh, our product lines should include a whole catalog of merchandise for six-handed people. Shirts, special cars, etc. Sure. Pants. You only need six arm pants though. <laughs> <laughs> Extra pockets. Again, one of those kind of like the monkeys and the typewriter, like you've reached a new point of civilization once somebody says 
you wouldn't need six armed pants though. <laughs> Matter of factly. <laughs> no, no, of course not. Oops, that that'd be crazy. Gags per minute. I'll start. Uh, number one, this one you got me stumped on. Number two, the metric system. Number three, this is a waste of time. Number four, moronic innocence. Number five, be yourself. Number six, one down, five to go. Number seven, you're going to do that. Number eight, oh, geez, that's different. And number nine, these pipes are clean. So nine gags for me. I also have nine, but I got there in a different way. Uh, number one, you really, this one you got me completely stumped on. I'm sorry, does it have something to do with the metric system? Number two, forget it. This is a waste of time. Come over here, honey. You've managed to charm me with your moronic innocence. Number three, oh, great. You know what I always say. It pays to be yourself. Number four, the, the Barry White song. Number five, come on, we've got to finish before my husband Mulligan comes home. Number six, one down, five to go. This could take all night. Number seven, uh, the way Callie dims the light with her foot. Number eight, they're the general sounds they make as they as they start going at it. Callie's shriek, and that's different. And then number nine, these pipes are clean. Okay. I had a GPM this week of eight. Huh. You've stumped me. Number one. Number two, does it have something to do with the metric system? Number three, you've charmed me with your moronic innocence. Number four, it pays to be yourself. Number five, just the music. Number six, the hand kissing. Number seven, you're going to do that. That's different, all that stuff. And then number eight, these pipes are clean. Hmm. So hmm. let's hmm. break out my GPM calculation device. Stop. You had a GPM this week of nine. Brian, you also had a GPM this week of nine. I had a GPM this week of eight. That gives us an average GPM of 8.67, eight and two thirds, if you like. Mm -hmm. Scott and Brian, you are both winners of Gags Per Minute. Congratulations. Yippee dippee, you hoo. What have we won? You win a 9LP final box set of Barry White's 20th century records collected together for the first time, all remastered from the original analog master tapes for the first time since their 1970s release, you will get, I've got so much to give, stone gone, can't get enough, Barry White sings for someone you love, the man, and I love to sing the songs. I sing. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> Great title. So ridiculous. <laughs> I love to record the podcast I record. <laughs> Barry White sings for someone you love. How can you not appreciate that? So, I, I mean, I don't know how you guys are going to split up the, the set. Well, it's does, this come with a, does this come with a phonograph? <laughs> no, of course not. I don't have a phonograph. Do you have a phonograph, Scott? I do have a phonograph. All right, so you can just take them, Scott. Thanks. You know what? I've got I've got a turntable as well. Maybe Scott and I should just uh, should just split them. You know what? Uh, what? Wait, so here, Rob, over. Rob, sorry to interrupt. You have no say whatsoever. <laughs> who gets what? <laughs> lost. You lost. You lost, sir. Good day. Uh, 
right. You know, I'm sorry. I got caught up in the moment. I just remembered that I fucking hate Barry White. Uh-huh. And, uh... <laughs> I've not been for that. You guys enjoy. Funny, not funny. Funny. I have funny. I like this scene. I, it, yeah, very funny. It, it started with the metric system and ended with these pipes are clean, but it is funny. I wasn't sure. Um, so I'm going to let both of you make a case for funny or not funny. And uh, then I will go on from there. Wow. I am unclear right now as to what I'm finding funny or not funny. I think I'm too deep in the weeds at this point. Can't see the forest. All I can see is the trees, the individual moments. And I can evaluate each individual moment. But pulling myself out to look at the minute as a whole, I'm finding difficult. I I mean, I I will say you are being paid for your perspective and opinion here, Rob. So... (laughs) Just don't make a habit of it, is all I'm trying to say. I've given my perspective and opinion on a great many things, warranted or unwarranted, throughout this podcast. I mean, the marathon is 26.1 miles, you know? Well, I say that this scene was funny. I write, it just is. There's enough here. These pipes are clean lines. It's just a bit of a cliched scene for me, so that's like... The pipes are clean bit anyhow, but the, uh, you know, the whole Cali bit and everything is still, still just the premise is funny and all that. So. And it's, a, it's an impactful scene. It is. It, it feels, it feels triumphant. They really get that, that feeling. I know that's not necessarily funny, but there's something funny about the juxtaposition as well. It is an important scene. A, uh... But before you determine, maybe this will help. Close your eyes. Envision you have four additional appendages. Envision those appendages are controlled by your brain foot. Your appendages end in all thumb hands. You have just run up the mountain. You have successfully and triumphantly won the all pipes are clean yodeling contest. You clean the pipes physically using all the tools that are necessary for cleaning pipes to the utmost ability and smash the competition. And then you sit down and watch the scene. Fight. (laughs) (laughs) I will give it a funny, which I came to of my own free will, completely (laughs) okay. Thank you very much for joining us here on Cabin Boy Minute, Minute 62. We'll see you next week on Cabin Boy Minute 63. Adios. Bye-bye. again for joining us on cabin boy minute please help spread the word tell your friends about us and rate and subscribe on your podcast medium of choice check out our episode notes where you can find calls to action details on how to support the pod or leave us a message or find us on twitter at at cabin boy minute we look forward to joining you again next week bon voyage